Blondes with glasses, they can't sing. Blondes with glasses, let's do this podcast thing. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Becca. Uh, why do I always have to start? <laughs> <laughs> because you start by counting us in, which is behind the scenes for our <laughs> listeners. You count us in, so we do it at the same time. And then you just start by saying hi to me, and then I say hi back to you. Okay. Well, I so. didn't have anything prepared. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, is your mind mush because the Olympics are almost over and you haven't left the house in, like, 18 days? Yeah. It's yeah. awful. <laughs> like, I've gotten on this really terrible sleep schedule, and it's I'm blaming it all on NBC because there's no reason I have to stay up that late, I'll, except for midnight madness, beach volleyball. That's Rio's <laughs> fault. But that, like... It really screwed me up. I feel like I am on a different time zone, and Brazil is one hour difference. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, it's not quite true for me, because I think I've been just getting up really early, Mm -hmm. and I I don't stay up for the midnight madness matches. And I also, pretty much, I'm going to be honest, gave up on watching primetime this week. Yeah, I I think that's true. I I had it on in the background, but I never went to it for anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Except I would, for, like, look up ahead of time what's going to be on primetime tonight and can mm-hmm. I watch it before primetime, yeah. you know? And then <laughs> exactly. it, there are there were, like, track and field events or whatever that were live and mm-hmm. primetime is where you kind of find it. But I found myself watching the stream of those anyway because mm. there was one commentator for track and field who is a former Olympian and he has a terrible voice it's just like he sounds like he's screaming on 100% of the time Mm. and I was much more into the two British old men that were doing the IOC coverage that was on the stream instead Mm -hmm. so I just relied on that a lot yeah yeah well are you sad to see the Olympics go I'm I'm a lot more exhausted this year yeah, I think it's time. Like, I could feel myself losing steam yeah. towards the end here. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it... I was thinking about this today, and it's like, should we have been shown all the heats and all the semifinals no. for anything? Except for yeah. team like team sports. Yeah, we can watch those. Because then it's like, it's good to see the, the other teams before the final. You know, see the competition right. or whatever. But like... Do we really need to see someone run the 100-meter hurdles four times, Mm -hmm. you know? Or, I would argue, gymnastics four times. Yeah. Like, the the qualifiers... Are they qualifiers for gymnastics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't have to see them. And, like... It did not need to be televised. The amount of times I saw the same routines from gymnastics Mm -hmm. was just unbelievable. And it just gets repetitive, and you just end up turning it off, honestly. I mean... I, I don't know. I think that overall, I think it was a very successful Olympics for myself. Mm-hmm. Not per, not necessarily for NBC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that they really, really lucked out with the Ryan Lochte, Lion mm-hmm. Lock, Lion Lochte. Is that what we're going to call it? Lock mess. Um, lock mess. So beautiful. <laughs> oh my God. It's so beautiful. It should have been the hashtag, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe for our international listeners, why don't we just tell everybody what's happening here in the U.S. surrounding Ryan Lochte. (laughs) I think it's out everywhere. I think the internet has taken this story and run with it. Okay, Um, yeah, that's fair. But basically, Ryan Lochte, well, the thing was is he kind of was held up at gunpoint to a certain extent. Kind of. You know? 
not to the way that he described to police, which no, um, I definitely exaggerated it for the police. Um, but yeah, the fact that they sort of just lie a bit to the cops and then skedaddle. But the mm-hmm. thing is, is he's thirty two. The guys he was with were twenty one, twenty, and twenty six, I believe. Mm-hmm. So the twenty six year old, yeah, uh, he's also. He, he's. I'm putting him with Ryan Lochte, and I love that he had to pay $11,000 to leave <laughs> Brazil. <laughs> but the other two, I felt, I just, what? And then the media kept referring to Lochte as a kid. Kid. It's like a oh, dumb yeah. kid. And it's like, no, if, maybe two of those guys were kind of young, but still over the age of 18. Like, mm-hmm. they're still adults. They're still yeah. Olympians. They're all representing yeah, our they're country. they're representing our country. And... Lochte was clearly, like, the ringleader. He did the actual vandalism of the place. Like, he told the lie. Like, he started this whole thing. And I just, there's no excuse for it. And I just, I want to see him punished in some way, but I don't know what they're going to do to him, honestly. Apparently, an apology was, like, his way of not getting a lifetime ban from swimming. But he's he's already saying, like, I'm going to take a huge break from swimming. We'll see what happens, sort of a thing. I got a CNN news alert today <laughs> saying that the IOC is setting up a review of it and mm-hmm. they're going to take take measures or whatever that means. So I, I bet like in two years we'll find out something happened, like he took a month off <laughs> yeah. swimming. But I don't know, he's kind of ancient. Let's just retire him anyway. Yeah, there was a great opinion piece in the Washington Post where it was like, Lochte is reserved for the dustbin of like he doesn't he he needs to just he's going to fade into obscurity Mm -hmm. and it's great (laughs) basically i do the last thing i want to say about the whole thing is that i do wish michael phelps had been there yeah (laughs) also implicated (laughs) and also if you haven't seen it everyone should go out pause this podcast go find al roker taking down Ryan Lochte because he was they were doing their NBC Today show which I am sad to say I watched every morning of this Olympics because I was wait I well I had the I had it muted most of the time but like it was in the background while I was watching morning events or whatever and I I the whole thing was garbage except for this one moment where Al Roker basically just says he's not a kid stop making excuses mm-hmm. for him he's any other person that w- is not a white bro would have been completely destroyed yeah. if it, you know, if it had been them. And and it's just beautiful. And I think Al Roker should get a raise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what? How do we want to start wrapping up our Olympics? Um, uh, let's stay on the theme of television personalities. Um, Perfect. I'm upset that. Uh, this, again, this isn't going to be us just being upset all the time, but it's going to start off that way. Um, mm-hmm. So Leslie Jones was this amazing Olympic story, right? Where yes. the first week of the Olympics, she's tweeting up a storm and she is wearing an, an American flag outfit, dancing mm-hmm. with her giant American flag. And she's you see videos of her just cheering on the athletes and whatever. And it's so amazing. And then NBC decides, oh, hey, you know, come on down, Leslie. You work mm-hmm. for us already at SNL, so, like, this will be great. Come on down to Rio. See the games yourself. She comes down for almost a week, and what do they do with her? She has mm-hmm. a couple videos that, like, with with some celebrities on her Twitter. She sits down with Ryan Seacrest one night. And then, that like, and also, what's up with Mary Carrillo? Like, 
where was she? Yeah, like, it's a great point because they were both together and they were both non-existent. Yeah. Because I saw one, I only saw one Leslie Jones thing and it was also a Mary Carillo thing. And it was great mm-hmm. because it was them playing ping pong together, I think. And they went to the actual arena and they, you could see Olympians waiting in like the call room watching them going like, oh my God, what are they doing? <laughs> and she was calling Mary Carillo... Marta Caroli, and it was, <laughs> it was just so beautiful, and I was like, this is exactly the content that they needed, and they totally squandered it. It was so yeah. sad. I just thought, what an amazing opportunity. for You have Leslie Jones, who's amazing. Also, Mary Carrillo, Cari- I want to say Carrillo, but she's white, so Carrillo. Um, <laughs> you have these two amazing television personalities who can bring a lot of new and interesting things to your mm-hmm. coverage, and it's just squandered mm-hmm. again. You know, you just have, like, they had her meeting Carrie Walsh and all that stuff, but it was just filmed on her iPhone and put on Twitter. Yeah. Like, NBC, you flew her down there. Like, that's going to be fun television. Like, make it good quality, you know? I saw more of Zac Efron than I saw of Leslie Jones. Yeah, see, like, that, they flew Zac Efron down for that, but, like, they did something with him. Yeah, and they filmed they showed it with real that, cameras. Yeah, they showed that like a million times. And it was as well. amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. It was so great. Uh, but yeah, that um, was just a real waste of opportunity again by NBC. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's just get the NBC <laughs> pulling apart NBC out of the way because we're already we've already started. And I meant to say it last week, and I'm just going to say it now because I'll forget again. I the, I know NBC has the rights to the next through the Olympics through 2032 or whatever. But I immediately, one day this week, I was like, I know who I want to cover the Olympics in America. I want John Oliver's team to cover the Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Last week tonight with John Oliver is the perfect mix of what I want in Olympic coverage. I want hard-hitting news, uh, facts about, you know, mm-hmm. wh- which teams have, you know, these scandals, who's not showing up this year, remind us all the stuff from last time. But they also have the comedy that they can just whip out at any moment and, you know, pick apart these sports that you don't know. And I just think that would be the most, in my view, the perfect way to cover the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I throw in Sam B's crew, Daily of Show course. crew, you know, cuz yeah. it's, it's it's a lot of a lot of hands on deck you need for this. Yeah. Definitely. I love that. So you just get all the all the alums. Most of them are, you know, free a lot of times, especially when their shows get canceled on Comedy Central. <laughs> Larry Wilmore. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Um Okay, so tell me more about NBC. I know we should talk about their sexism and all that because we didn't get to that last week. I feel like we kind of did. I mean, we we yeah. said a bunch of stuff, but um, they just nothing. They I don't know the how word, much to do this week, but yeah, they use the word "girl" way too much when they're talking oh, about female athletes. Here's what it was: is that they they realized too late that the narratives of a lot of the male athletes are not as good mm-hmm. as the narratives for the female athletes. Mm-hmm. And that th- those story arcs were a lot more compelling, but it's mm. too little too late. Like, so yes. we watched, it was last night, the 4 by 100 relay. Yes. For the women and then for the men, pretty much yes. right after the other. For the women, the there was no, not that I remember, there was no prepackaged video beforehand. Uh, no, Of like, here's what they were like before their training, you know, other than like, look what happened in the semis or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was all about the semis because yeah. they they got hit by somebody in the next lane and they dropped the baton yeah. and then they appealed it and they got to run by themselves, which was pretty cool. But mm-hmm. they just showed that. That yeah. was all they showed. That was like the preamble. And then mm-hmm. the preamble to the men's was... Oh my god. Look at this. Every Olympics for the past like three Olympics and worlds and all this stuff, like mm-hmm. you've dropped the baton. Yeah. <laughs> like every time. Every and time. <laughs> Here's a here's a video of you watching the video. It's Which separately, not as a team, separate no. individuals. And it was just sort of like, yeah, that's embarrassing. We don't want that to happen again. And it was like, didn't really show how they're working to change that or get mm-hmm. to know each other, develop any sort of team chemistry or work as a no. team at all. And no. then they get disqualified after oh making the thinking they got a bronze medal. I am so grateful for to you for telling me because you were like, "Did you see this happen? Or are you seeing this?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I saw it happened already." And I, I was already we were watching something else streaming live, and we were just focusing on that. I think it was basketball or something. And then I looked up and I saw the little thing at the bottom of the screen said disqualified, and I was like, "Huh? I missed all, like I missed. I didn't wasn't watching their you know their interviews with people or whatever, but I did catch their interview after they realized they had been disqualified. And it was mm-hmm. the most awful interview, so awkward. And it was like, <laughs> so this awkward. is how they're getting told, like, yeah. this is what happened. Here's the video. Like, an official should have come up and did, done that with them before they talked yeah, to yeah, the yeah. press. That's oh so awkward God. and embarrassing. But it was like. It was this this whole redemption arc narrative that they set that NBC set up that was doomed to fail mm-hmm. because you could see that this team was kind of proven losers. Yeah, <laughs> you oh, know. They, before so before it happened, I was watching it on the stream, and they were talking about the no, I wasn't. It was on NBC. They mentioned before the race, they were like, "This kid who's in the final leg, mm-hmm. he was the anchor. He." lost his semifinal to go to the 100 meters or whatever or he came in eighth he came in last and, and i was like okay that's a bad sign yeah that's your anchor and then they were talking about justin gatlin who also lost mm-hmm. and then jason gay whose medal was stripped from him <laughs> it's just like so three of the four people on your relay team are just like big capital l losers <laughs> right now <laughs> and bitter and angry bitter and you know so bitter and and yeah and so it's just sort of like Whereas the women, it was set up, it was like, they won by a mile, you know, yeah. and you kind of like knew that friends. going in, because yeah. and, it, and because that you knew that was going to happen, and yet there just there wasn't nearly as much attention paid to it, I feel like, in terms of, uh, in terms of pre-thought with video packages and stuff like that, you know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, they talked about Alison Felix a lot in the lead up to this, but they didn't go to the same effort that they did with the men in terms of building it up you know yeah for sure and I think across the board they did that where they were just like let's like the women were going into a lot of things being the favorites Mm -hmm. and they just were like okay they'll win yeah like they did they did the same thing with women's basketball which just ended and we were watching that like they won they won by four almost 40 points in that game but it was still a great game and like I was surprised it was on actual NBC because mm-hmm. up until that point they were sort of just like let's focus on the men let's focus on how close the men are to losing every game they play <laughs> and again it's the same problem with that relay team which is all of these 
sport like group sports that the US men are playing they have no chemistry yeah and because it's just ego. they just pick they pick people from different teams all over the NBA and they're like all right you guys are all going to play as a team now with this coach you've never had coach you before mm-hmm. so get together for a month before the olympics and just you know you're the best so you'll win and it's like it, are you the best yeah <laughs> it was yesterday it was halftime at a at one of the soccer games and they had they brought into the studio a sports writer and he was talking about the basketball the men's basketball team and mm-hmm. it was basically he was like they need to meet as a team every summer every year leading up to the olympics otherwise they're not going to get to know each other at all that's the difference between their team and all the other teams is that there's mm-hmm. no team chemistry at all there's no there, there's not enough team players Mm-hmm. you know on the team whereas the women's team like they were they teamwork was like the difference <laughs> you know it was that like, honestly was it yeah. yeah it was like they handily win because not only do they have the monopoly on talent as a country but they have they have the additional thing which is teamwork which kind of is why the u.s women's soccer team kind mm. of didn't do as well because they still haven't figured out that teamwork aspect of it you know because it is a team in transition Definitely. Yeah, I think there's a lot of growth to be done, both at the sporting level and at the production level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think, I hope that NBC goes away from this year thinking like, oh, maybe we can't always think of sure bets as sure bets. Mm-hmm. Because this really was the Olympics of upsets, if you think about it. Like, there were so many times where I would be reading something and they're like, oh, huge upset, Serena and Venus both bomb mm-hmm. out of tennis. The world number one male tennis player, Novak Djokovic, he also bombed mm-hmm. out and was, you know, that was crazy. The Brazil women's soccer, U.S. women's soccer, Tom Daly in diving today, like there, Gabby Douglas. There's a list of all these people who, from all different countries, who were like, they're gonna win. Jordan Burrows in wrestling, who's like 103 in, wins to four losses mm-hmm. in his career, he lost in preliminary <laughs> rounds. Like there were so many. Where they were just like, these people are all sure. And then they lost all well, of them. It's going, to be, it's going to be less and less sure as the years get on. Because there's going to be mm-hmm. more and more parity in the world. As, as yep. these sports gain more attention. As, as people put more money into programs after doing a certain, you know, if they do kind of well in the Olympics and they didn't before, then they'll pour even more money in, you know. And so, so they're going to be even more of a threat. And then, you know, suddenly there's not going to be any sure bets anymore. And that's mm-hmm. really where it's going to. But, yeah, I don't think NBC's really figured that out. And But that little halftime report where they had a sports writer come in and give an, a thoughtful analysis of something, I, I that felt like the first time in two weeks had ever that I'd yeah. seen them bring in a sports writer to mm-hmm. talk about the sport in an analytical, <laughs> you know, opinionated fashion. Yeah. This guy had really strong opinions. He was getting really upset about it, you know, about <laughs> how selfish some of the men were being and stuff. And I loved it. And I just think mm-hmm. there, was, there was so much time spent on just sort of not saying anything and sort of just yeah. staying positive about every single person and just sort of you know, sort of being like, okay, and then they lost, and let's move on, you know, sort of a thing. Yeah, I do think um, there was one thing that NBC did that I was like, okay, and unfortunately they didn't do it enough. It was this little tiny prepackaged thing that I saw, and it might have been in, like, the news portion of the NBC broadcast, I'm not sure, but it definitely wasn't during primetime, mm-hmm. but it was called uh, Rio's Untold Stories. And first of all, I was like, that's 
pretty much pointing to the fact that you're not telling enough stories <laughs> right there yeah. the title because it was about um Elena Deladon who's the on the US women's basketball team mm-hmm. and it's about her connection with her sister and like what and her time in the WNBA and stuff and like it was f- fascinating and beautiful and like her sister is first of all Elena's a lesbian mm-hmm. so I was like great thanks for mentioning <laughs> that in the story cuz I and she runs a camp with her partner and I was like this is beautiful <laughs> and then also her sister has very very severe disabilities including being both deaf and blind wow. so she went to college to play basketball at like Duke I think and then she decided she couldn't do it because she was too far away from her sister because she couldn't call her sister on the phone or send her a text or anything mm-hmm. so she went to Delaware and said it was like her, a whole little thing about her career and it was so beautiful and I was just like I never would have known this thank you NBC Mm -hmm. but it was also not during primetime not during one of the games that I had been watching them play you Mm -hmm. know so it wasn't in context and it was just I I don't know why would you have untold stories why wouldn't you just tell all the stories (laughs) we did really enjoy that Caroli documentary that they showed that was great very yeah. very wonderful i that was when was that that was like almost prime time mm-hmm. it was after late afternoon it was almost an hour long maybe like 45 minutes and it was about the caroli dynasty in gymnastics mm-hmm. and it was fascinating yeah like i never i never knew marta was the the main player in the caroli thing because mm-hmm. i thought it was always bella you know so it was that was fascinating as well yeah and it's just like take those things that you created these really interesting features that maybe you don't want to interrupt a live event to show throw Mm -hmm. them on youtube like is it so difficult to make viral things you know like that story that you were telling me about throw that on youtube so that you can send it to me right away you know exactly i think they're just ignoring a certain part of the internet you know Mm -hmm. and it's just it's frustrating yeah it, it is frustrating i mean i think I hope they do better, but I feel like they won't because <laughs> I read an article today which said there was a former uh, track and field uh, commentator for NBC who came out and was interviewed on a podcast, and he said this Olympics coverage of track and field has been, quote, a disgrace. Wow. And he basically was saying that track and field, half of it is on the field, half of it is on the track. Yeah. There's like it's almost equal actually with how many competitions happen on the track versus the field and they NBC coverage of the field is basically non-existent and you and I were both watching that um men's pole vaulting final Mm -hmm. which was fantastic television the one of the most exciting things Mm -hmm. I saw in the track and field over the entire time like including Usain Bolt running or whatever (laughs) like the that men's pole vault pole vault was unbelievable (laughs) it was amazing and heartbreaking it was so cool and like i don't know the american wasn't going for the gold or anything it wasn't like a local story or anything it was just like great sport and they weren't showing it and it it was so late at night and they could have been showing it there was nothing else in prime time you know and it there it was unfortunate because he said the thing you have to do is you have to choose one field or one track event to not show live and then instead put two field events edited into that spot so you can show it and he said that nbc refuses they have the same guy who's been doing the producing for 20 years Mm -hmm. and now he's running it and he says no because running is easy to prepackage because you know it'll be a nine minute race Mm -hmm. so you can put an ad before it and after it 
and you know you can split it up and you can get all of the action shots and everything and even if people you know fall or get disqualified it's still going to be nine minutes mm-hmm. and with stuff like po- that pole vault we were watching it went on and on and yeah. on because they kept upping the <laughs> height and they it was unbelievable yeah. so it's harder for them to choose stuff like that because it's not easy and at the end of the day, they want to make their lives easier. Right. You know, which is sad. Yeah, because what ends up happening is you're ignoring an incredibly watchable event in the sense there was so much happening there. Not only was it like, yeah, you're upping the ante constantly where it's like, can mm-hmm. he make it or whatever? But then you have, you've got the the American who's going to get bronze. He's on the side. He's still hanging out. He's still, yeah. he's, he's hugging the guys. Oh my God, I can't believe you made it over that. That's so amazing. He's so proud of all of them. And then mm-hmm. at the, on the other end, you have the Brazilian crowd who wants so badly their Brazilian to win gold that they're, they start to boo the Frenchman mm. who they were earlier when he would start them clapping, you know, yeah. they were all into it. They were all cheering him on until he, they found out he was a rival to their Brazilian, you know, and so exactly. there was just so many fascinating things happening, so many amazing storylines and the tension and then just pole vaulting itself is just so exciting to watch because you see them oh go over God. and there's so many times where you think they made it and then they didn't you know when the the women um what was it um it wasn't women's pole vaulting was it the final yeah last the one night yes- yeah the one yeah. yesterday yeah 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 and and it was the it was the, an american girl who thought it, it was like if she makes it over she like wins gold and you thought yeah. she made it over and then at the last second it, last and she second like literally went, screams gold. like i did it and then it falls on her and, and we're all like she like no, no. <laughs> and like i just i don't know how you can't put like pole vaulting like front and center yeah versus like heats of heat of, of the, races <laughs> I I do think showing the heats actually makes it harder to watch the stuff later because you've maybe not so much with running but I mean it is kind of repetitive I think hurdles are different hurdles are always mm. exciting because yeah. somebody's gonna go down in flames but with just the running of the heats sort of thing there are very few times when it's important to be watching the heats yeah. because the people you think are gonna get through are gonna get through mm. and of course I already said that there were a whole mm. bunch of upsets so but know, even if always. there are upsets just do what they did with the Alice and Felix thing, with the 4x100 where it's just yeah. show us in 10 seconds you know what happened what exactly. happened previously like and, yeah. and because when they're showing a semifinal or a heat or whatever oftentimes especially with Usain Bolt they try to make it very difficult for you to figure out that it is a heat that it is a semifinal yes. it's not it's not for a medal they yep. because they covered exactly the same way they maybe show at the very beginning semifinal and then you know mm-hmm. not for the rest of like for the next like 20 minutes and so you're thinking oh is this a final like i should really be paying attention and so they mm-hmm, sort of trick mm-hmm. you into it and then you become resentful <laughs> exactly and by the They're time the, the final rolls around you're like is this the final i don't know i don't know you know um, okay, well, I added to my list of Americans NBC doesn't care about, doesn't seem to care <laughs> about, because I, as I said, I did watch the um, Today Show, <laughs> and every morning they would have medal winners on, and or sometimes losers, you know, like they had that girl on that um, hurt her knee in that, what, 5,000 meter? yeah. 2500 whatever it I'm was I'm so bummed she... that she's not carrying the flag they were they were talking about her potentially oh. carrying the flag in the closing and it's Simone Biles oh. instead that actually that would have been so nice that but... would have been amazing cuz that is the epitome of the olympic spirit yeah <sighs> oh now I'm kind of bummed yeah. although to be fair it's only the second time a gymnast has carried the flag 
and the last time was in like 1936 yeah. I think no, I mean so, it's great I'm not bummed that it's Simone Biles I think that's great right. but I think I think yeah having... Diastino Abby yeah. yeah Diastino yeah she was cool anyway so here's my other list of Americans that NBC doesn't care about um I don't remember if I mentioned her or not I feel like I did but she did win her medal in the first week um but I'm gonna say her again because she's amazing uh Kayla Harrison I'm sure I told I t- I already mentioned yeah. her, but she From won judo, right? Ju- yeah, she won her second I see her in the in Liberty Mutual commercials. Is she? Mm-hmm. Is that her? The one that oh doesn't really make a lot of sense, where it's like you it's already about, have your bronze, your bronze, and, it's like your, and your silver, and of course That's they made her? the car. The car is silver, and then the silver is the house, and then the gold is the kid, and it's just sort yeah, of like bronze this is the doesn't party, track exactly, you know? <laughs> and it's like, did we earn these medals or did we buy them? Like, what do you say? Like, it's not the most effective commercial. But yeah. I didn't even re- re- realize that was her because I. I can't recognize her without her hair and her little <laughs> braided little pigtails that she always wears. Oh, wow. They're so cute. I love them. Anyway, so she won her second gold. I rewatched that again today, and it was amazing because she ha- she won with a tap out, and it was just amazing. Like they should have been showing that tap out on repeat for the whole first week. It was so good. Um, also, Sarah Robles won weightlifting bronze, which is the, she's the first American to win a medal in weightlifting since two thousand, wow. which was. She was so great. And also, she had American flag socks on, where, like, <laughs> one was the stars and one was the stripes. And I was just like, that's perfect American TV right there. Why aren't you showcasing her? Um, there was also, uh, there were two, we had two mixed doubles pairings win uh, gold and silver. And they I didn't hear anything about that until today when I was mm-hmm. o- looking over the stuff. Like, Bethany Matek Sands and Jack Sock which is a great name. <laughs> they won gold, and then Rajiv Ram and Venus Williams won silver. Why aren't there more mixed doubles for everything? I was asking <laughs> that to Kyle today. I was like, why isn't sailing mixed? Why, why yeah. aren't there mixed doubles? There is mixed doubles badminton, actually. Great. There's not, not table tennis, I don't think. But it seems like it would be fun for a lot of events to have mixed doubles, yeah. right? And mixed doubles relays and stuff. What if there was think, mixed doubles gymnastics, like floor routines, oh and the guys God. just like chuck the girls in the air? <laughs> <laughs> I would 100% watch that. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, did you watch the gymnastics gala? I only saw the clip of the U.S. guy on the parallel bars that's, clapping with his feet. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say. No, wait, did you see the clip after that when he started doing striptease? Yeah, I mean, I saw the whole okay. clip. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, good. Because his name is Danielle, Daniel, Dan, it's, it looks like Daniel, but it sounds like Danielle, but it's a mix between those uh-huh. two. It's like Daniel Leva, but he did a striptease during the gala, and I was so into the gala because it was so much stuff that I was like, they should be doing this for real in real life because it makes it way more watchable because it's just like synchronized trampolining and using like a giant blanket in your floor routine and stuff. It was well, way more fun. It was just when, <laughs> when I first saw the clip, I didn't realize that it was from the gala at the beginning. And I thought, like, oh, my God, this guy is so happy to be here. Like, he's so calm. (laughs) Like, this is how it should be. And then I realized, Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, it's, like, a silly fun thing. But I was – but for a second there, I was like, yeah, like, Mm -hmm. have fun. Like, enjoy it. Yeah. And it's like he stuck the landing of it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) he won two medals, and I feel like he Mm -hmm. didn't ever get interviewed or stuff stuff like that. Also Mm -hmm. on my list – 
Gebby Stone, which is a great name as well. Gebby. <laughs> Never heard that before. She won women's single skull. She won a silver for that. And we won gold and silver in men's shot put, which didn't didn't see that on mm-hmm. NBC <laughs> track and field. And also, the as we already talked about, the pole vaulting, the silver, American silver, silver medalist, mm-hmm. uh, Sandy Morris. She was great, too. So, I don't know. There's just a lot of people out there that were sort of forgotten about. And, like, there was a huge upset in um, wrestling when Helen Rulis won gold. And she was the first American to ever win gold in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I was like... And, and it was, like, she was up against the world number one. Yeah. And who had won, like, the last three golds. Mm-hmm. She th- had been won by the same woman. And Helen was just like, nah, my turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't... It, it, it's, it is a tough job, you know, that we're mm-hmm. asking of them to to recognize all of these, you know, all of the events happening simultaneously or whatever. But is it so difficult to actually have a wrap-up show where you constantly are wrapping up instead of throwing to commercial once? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we know all these commercials by heart by now. Heart. But they could just be showing us constantly on repeat all of the highlights. For the Actually, day. funny you say that because on the live stream there is now available a live stream of all of the gold medal wins. I think it's gold medal. It might be all medals won mm. by Americans, which I thought was like that's actually an okay idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. They also did add live stream of the beach and the flame. And I was like, that's a waste of cameras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and feeds. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a waste of bandwidth. And can we talk about how when we're streaming something, it'll just, for like a second, say, coverage will resume shortly. And it'll cut uh-huh. someone off midway through their sentence and yep. then cut back to it. And it's like, what were you trying to accomplish there? Like, you're not cutting to commercial because it's a stream and you don't have a commercial set. So you're just, what? Like, slipping <laughs> repeatedly yeah. on these buttons like yeah, on every I, stream that happened it would happen every you know 10 15 minutes it felt like yeah definitely i think that overall i was very happy with the streams yeah i think i hope that they stay free for the next olympics mm-hmm. you know like i i can just imagine that they're gonna go crazy with them i mean they're the not really technically free though because you do have to have a cable that's subscription, true so that's true good point so they should stay the way they are they should be more way. free they should yeah, be more open to everyone. Not any, yeah. you don't. You shouldn't need a cable subscription to That's stream true. the Olympics. It should be democratic and free. That's true. Like if you're gonna have ads, you know, because they did some streams did had ads. You know. Oh, all of mine did. Yeah, well, a yeah. couple of mine didn't. Um, oh, I had to turn ad blocker off for it to work, so I got ads all the time. Oh, a lot of time mine would just say coverage will resume shortly, and it just stayed on that. I don't know. I heard a lot of Hillary Clinton ads. <laughs> oh, I saw them on the TV. But yeah, it should be it should be free and available to the public. Mm-hmm. Well, turning to um, happier things and the future, let's talk about the future Olympics that are coming. Yeah, yeah. So the next Olympics, it, we I misspoke last week. I said they were all in Korea, which is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you said they were all in Japan, and then you said okay. they were all in Asia. And that was I, basically right, all in Asia. Yeah, I was right, because I was like, oh, they're all going to be in the same time zone, which is a million miles away from here. Um, so the next one is 2018 um, Pyeongchang, South Korea. Mm-hmm. And then 2020 Tokyo, mm-hmm. which is going to also include rugby and golf again, which is amazing. 
Um, and then also they'll be adding back baseball and softball and karate, skateboard, sports climbing, surfing. Mm-hmm. And I looked up the statistics of that and it says there will be a total of 18 new events for those sports with 474 athletes competing in them. And there will be equal numbers of women and men for all sports except for baseball, softball. Because softball teams only have 15 people and baseball has 24. Which is weird. Why? (laughs) (laughs) But they said, they had a quote that I pulled out that that said, um, when they were considering what sports to add, they consider, quote, a variety of factors including the impact on gender equality, the youth appeal of the sports, and the legacy value of adding them to Tokyo. So, and they said they're only in it for 2020 because, like, um, rugby and golf was guaranteed for two Olympics for this one and the next Mm -hmm. one, but all of those are only guaranteed for Tokyo because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get away from, I think they they phrased it weirdly and it seemed like it was, like, getting away from the sporting aspect of it and getting into the entertainment aspect of it. And so it's Mm -hmm. like because um these sports are big here it'll bring more viewers locally so they're gonna include these so Mm. maybe in a the next olympics these sports won't be the big ones so they'll add squash or whatever instead Mm -hmm. so um and then after that will be the next olympics will be a winter one in beijing china that's 2022 and 2024 is being decided next month september it's gonna be next month next year no yeah. What? Remember, you read it out loud, September oh. 2017? Did I say that? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next month, next year, um, it's going to be either Budapest, Paris, Rome, or Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So, closer timeline-wise, or time zone-wise. Than Asia, but yeah. We were discussing, is it easier when they're in Asia because they're almost opposite us? Yeah, it's like everything that's happening during our nighttime, it's like a f- their daytime. So when we wake up, it's like the whole day had already happened, so they can just show, show it. Show the bits. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember... But I can't the, remember now. I think it's a better situation than that, though, because I remember that's how Sydney was. And Sydney was like, I would get up for school in the mornings, it would be 7 a.m., and it would be like midnight there or whatever, and they would be showing what happened during the day and you would just spoil your whole day your evening ahead because you would see everything and they had a thing where they're like if you don't want to know mm-hmm. walk out of the room yeah. right now so yeah i, I remember we'll sochi was like eight yeah, hours they did yeah i don't know more than that more 10 12 i don't know it was yeah well i'm looking forward to all of them i today i was thinking about if i go to the Tokyo games what do I bring with me and I realized the only thing you really need is to bring a poncho and it needs to have your flag on the poncho (laughs) because you'll be in every camera shot because I was watching modern pentathlon and they were all wearing ponchos and I was like you would win poncho if you had your flag on your poncho so anyway (laughs) that's on my to-do list that's Um, a good idea yeah so what sports would you get rid of next okay I thought about it next year (laughs) next four years from now okay so i think i watched every sport except 
sailing because I tried so many times to watch sailing <laughs> and every time I clicked on the stream it was delayed due to weather oh. like there was one day where they canceled 10 out of 13 sailing things that were happening wow. because of the weather so I did today go back and watch a little bit of sailing and it looks insane to watch honestly yeah. <laughs> um but fun like it was really fun sometimes because every once in a while a boat would go really close to another boat or it would cut across the camera and come out of nowhere you'd be like oh my god everybody's gonna crash but nobody crashed um if i had to omit a game from the olympics i i don't know i want to say equestrian but i did enjoy watching equestrian a little bit but i think overall it's the same like it's people jumping over the same things over and over and over again for the jumping competitions I didn't mm -hmm. watch any of the other stuff um I don't know I think that's the easy answer honestly because it's like they're horses they're not humans mm -hmm. but there were some moments that were interesting to me also I don't know to me equestrian feels like a rich person sport and I oh, know definitely. maybe that's not entirely accurate but I think you do have to have a certain amount of wealth and access to wealth to be able to get into professional horseback riding. And yeah. I think dressage is basically unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch it. I dressage. think the horse jumping, honestly, but mostly, Equestrian makes me feel sad. It truly does. And maybe this is yeah. really ignorant of me to say. Maybe a horse person, because I wasn't one of those growing up, maybe a yes. horse person could tell me that the horses really love it and that they're having a ball and they're just mm -hmm. loving it. But I just have this feeling that it's... That the horses don't love that it. That the horses maybe, even if they don't, like, even if they do like it, like, they're still treated as a commodity where they're worth millions of dollars where they're like pumped for their sperm and stuff and it's just like <laughs> it's just to me it's just it doesn't feel like the olympic spirit you know it doesn't fit yeah. into me with the olympics it doesn't feel like a sport that's accessible to most people it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like it feel it just, it's the only sport with like an animal involved it, it's just mm -hmm. i don't want to watch it <laughs> I would also, full disclosure, add this, that we both watched Modern Pentathlon before we recorded this episode. Yes. The, the men's just happened. And it I made basically made you turn it on because we were watching it and we, Kyle and I were both like glued to the screen mm -hmm. because it, there, it was so dramatic. Like I had never, I don't think I had ever really heard of Modern Pentathlon before this year and I, I had never watched it, definitely. It's, that would also be on my list for things that could be gotten rid of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so goofy, so but um, it was it's a sport that was made up by the guy who reinvented the Olympics. Yeah, and it's basically to to prove who has the best military guys. Yeah, so it's like it's the swimming, running, shooting, horse jumping, and fencing. Mm -hmm. um, but we were watching it with with earlier, and I didn't realize until just before they started that they get assigned the horses they're using for show jumping twenty minutes before they show yeah. jump. So there were so many faults happening, and so many horse like horses that got spooked, and they the riders fell off. And there were two horses that definitely like I thought they were gonna hit somebody <laughs> or like. I don't know. They they were clearly not having a good time. And yeah. I mean, there were horses that knocked the rider off and then looked like they were trying to run away. And I kept thinking, yeah. it's just a short little fence keeping them in. There are mm -hmm. horses that know how to jump. Like, I kept waiting for this it. horse yeah. to leap over and peace out. Like, yeah, he exactly. did not want to be there. 
Yeah, you didn't even see the one. The one before you t- tuned in was the worst one, I think, where a, a German guy was competing and he got the horse refused to jump. Uh, and then they went back around, they did the jump, and then he refused a second jump, and he whipped the horse really hard. Mm-hmm. And I, and then I think the horse refused again, and they automatically stop you at that point. Mm-hmm. But I was like, they should have stopped him for whipping the horse that <laughs> yeah. bad. Because it was like a resounding noise on the stream mm. that we were watching because it was just like it was awful and I was like this is not what I want in my Olympic no. experience like not at all um so I think that would be on I mean any of the horse events I think they I can put those two together because they both involve horses so I would say modern pentathlon yeah. and equestrian are my yeah. two that I would like to go now that it's been over a century since the modern pentathlon was invented you can't mm-hmm. call it the modern pentathlon anymore yeah and it's and we were talking earlier and we said if you want to make it modern you should replace the horse parts with BMXing because BMX <laughs> is amazing and there are so few events and it happens so quickly that they need yeah. more BMX events yeah. honestly <laughs> That was crazy that BMX was literally, like, maybe, like, two hours total. Yeah. <laughs> like, men's and it's women's. Cra- <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, my God. I didn't even see the men's. Oh, I did see the men's. Yeah. No, I didn't see the heats of the men's. Oh, and yeah. That would have been one he- one heat that I wanted to see, honestly, because you never know what's going to happen. It was great. <laughs> I got to say, it was great. There was a lot of crashes. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, for me, Equestrian was on there. I got to say baseball. Don't have baseball. <laughs> What about softball? Don't have that either. I mean, really? so I don't know. Softball's fine, I guess. But, like, ugh. baseball. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's, I know it's a, a lot team of people sport. that feel the same way. There's, yeah. like, a World Series. There's teams all over the world that, like, compete already. Like, they have their own thing. And in the same vein as that, golf does not yep. need to be the, in the Olympics at all. Okay, here's my thing about golf. Because we're not going to go down the list and talk about all the sports. But I do want to have a little tiny discussion about golf because I think golf deserves to be in the Olympics but not the way in which it was in the Olymp- the Olympics this year. The the way it should be in the Olympics is there's something called the Ryder Cup in golf which mm-hmm. is one one time a year event where it's the US versus Europe and they pick a team of like four or five people, I think it's four, um people and they just play as a team to win the Ryder Cup. And that's what it should be, I think, at the Olympics. It should be, I think they should make golf more of a team, one ball sport, where you're, because, okay, there's a huge uh, news story coming out of the women's golf uh, event today, and it's actually been building for months and months, which is, there's a ton of really, really good South Korean golfers, Mm -hmm. women specifically, and one of them, her coach slash father, dropped a suitcase down an escalator onto a fellow South Korean player, which involved, which ended with that South Korean getting injured and missing a whole bunch of events. And the girl whose father did the dropping of the suitcase started winning events, which got her closer to being on the Olympic team. And then she started breaking down because people were saying she was Nancy Kerrigan, you know, like she, or not Nancy Kerrigan, the other one that did the Nancy Kerrigan, (laughs) Tanya Harding. So she had a breakdown basically and couldn't sleep and was like throwing up and stuff. And so she ended up being fifth and not making it onto the Olympic squad for golf. And guess who did make it? The girl that got the suitcase (laughs) dropped on her. So, (laughs) so if you're already doing all this heavy selection stuff, just select them to play as a team and 
and play that way. And I think that, of course, that would leave some countries at a disadvantage because they have fewer high-profile golfers to pick from. But, I mean, there's that's going to be the same way with many sports at the Olympics. Like, there's always going to be countries that aren't going to medal in certain things, but they still go and they still participate. And yeah. You never know. You never know. It might be another upset Olympics next mm-hmm. time. But I do – I really had a great time watching – golf at the Olympics and it's also the only time where second and third place are really getting something like of course they get they get a lot of money on the tour but it was it was nice to see people fighting for second for once in my life because both times it was really a fight for second and it was it was lovely you know well if we're going by the guidelines that you said at the beginning that the Olympic Mm -hmm. committee wants where it's like appealing to young people is it yeah. fun to watch is it like <laughs> is it new and does it like shed a light on a new sport or something i just feel like baseball golf they equestrian like it's young people are not interested and mm-hmm. it's visually pretty uninteresting and yeah. they already have competition like if you want to watch baseball you literally every single night is a yes, is like baseball on. six baseball games happening yeah, so. <laughs> I would. Say, I I I think softball definitely merits being in the Olympics because there is no major league softball, as far as I know. That's right? true. Like, you know, like unfortunately, women get the short end of that stick, obviously. But I do think it's weird that the sports. I also think basketball is really weird for being in the Olympics mm-hmm. because although the women have won six gold medals in a row, which is amazing, I think that. It, totally proves the point that it's kind of pointless because (laughs) again with softball because women's u.s women's softball team with the exception of the last time it was in the olympics when they totally lost (laughs) they always were totally you know hitting it out of the park so to say like they they own that sport and it's because it's so big here like yeah it's it's weird for it to be a world competition when we already have major league baseball and soccer is so big Mm -hmm. and like why are these huge sports in there as well. Yeah. I don't know. There's an argument to be made. Right. The argument is that by having, like, softball, for example, in the Olympics, it's all of these countries are saying, oh, we don't really have much in the way of softball infrastructure, like, but we wanted, if we could do well in the Olympics, that'd be amazing. So let's put some money into this. Let's create programs and stuff and Mm -hmm. and let's field a decent softball team. Like, let's see what happens. And that's amazing. And so you can do that with a bunch of different sports. And it's huge for women's soccer. Like, pretty much any women's sport. Obviously, yeah, exactly. It's massive <laughs> to have a sport in the Olympics if you don't have a big, you know, competition already. So, like, having baseball, mm-hmm. golf, men's golf, like, if you have any of that stuff in the Olympics, it's not helping anyone you know yeah it's not elevating the sport of baseball you know so more men will be interested in playing baseball you know and more countries yeah. would be interested in putting more money into baseball programs like that is not an issue that needs to be solved like the men's soccer tournament now in the olympics is an under 23 it's a youth soccer tournament basically is what it's become mm-hmm. and they're hoping that eventually it'll get there for the women you know where it's just an incentive to to develop younger players rather than, you know, uh, something that's slightly a step below the World Cup. Because if you already have, if you already have a World Cup, if you already have the World Series, like if you already have all this stuff, the Olympics doesn't feel quite, if you have the Masters, you know, (laughs) like what, it's just, yeah. 
Yeah, golf is already such a worldly event. I do see I do see the other side of the coin, which is, you know, it doesn't really need to be there. But I will say if I could have my if I could be on the IOC committee and make golf the way it should be, this is what I would do. I would do it in the Ryder Cup format where each team has four players. Two of them are men, two of them are women, and two of them have to be amateurs. That's what I would do. Mm. So they're not professional. Because there were multiple amateurs playing in the men's tournament, I know, last week. And they all did really well. I mean, like, that's a great opportunity for them to go represent their country and to be an amateur still. Like, yeah. That means they're not passing up opportunities to get paid on the tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think if they want to make it youthful and new and and gender inclusive, like... Do it that way. Why Why bother doing it, just repeating what we already see in our everyday lives yeah. on other, you know, sports networks, on ESPN and stuff, and the Golf Channel? Yeah. Again, so. if there's an, an entire channel for something already, exactly. you probably don't need to draw attention <laughs> to it at the Olympics. And there's just... Yeah. If there's so many sports where you feel so stretched in terms of what you can watch at any given moment, why, mm-hmm. <laughs> why add something that you can watch year-round, you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay, so you posed this question, by the way, before the podcast began, before yes. we even recorded, and it seemed like you didn't have any idea. <laughs> you didn't. No. Okay, I so wrote... for, for your sports that you would want to see in the future, do you oh, have to add? Yeah. I know that one. Okay, Hands great. Down. Okay, it's racquetball and squash. <laughs> sure. That's on my list. Because, oh, great, because it's been on the list for the IOC for years and years and years, and they've never given it a chance. It's so weird. It feels like the easiest thing to add. The reason I have always heard, and I've done research into it, (laughs) like, I think in London I was like, why is squash not here? Um, The reason people have sort of come to this conclusion that it can't be at the Olympics is because it's too hard to film. And I think that's insane, honestly, because there are so many sports that I had to watch where I was like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Especially fencing. I can barely watch fencing. Fencing is unwatchable to me. I, if they're... If, okay, it might be different when they're like in that black arena when it's all dark and you can see the silver of the foil mm-hmm. or whatever a little bit better, but when we were watching Modern Pentathlon <laughs> yeah. and they were doing the fencing, I was like, where are the fencing yeah. things? <laughs> the swords. Like, why aren't they like... I want to see like a what is it like a cutlass? Yeah. Is what it's called? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like pirate. I want to see pirate them like cutlass. I want to see them like yeah. pirate fighting. I I don't want to see them with these skinny little things. And then mm-hmm. when they hit the other person, you're like, it seemed like they both hit each other, but one yeah. light went off. Like, and most of the time they do. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just that's not it's not easy to watch. Yeah. So number one definitely is squash and racquetball for me. Um, I don't know. I didn't really think beyond that one. But do you have more? You have a list, you said. I've got about six others oh <laughs> that my I found. God, tell me. <laughs> um, I thought this was an interesting idea. Cheerleading. Uh-huh. What? It's like a subset. You have gymnastics, you have rhythmic gymnastics, and then cheerleading. I feel <gasps> like it fits in. It does fit in. Yeah. Also... Because that's, kind of, that's a different skill set. And plus, they have cheer competitions. Like, this yeah. isn't unheard of. That would be so interesting is it worldly i guess there is cheerleading everywhere that's a great question how do other countries do cheerleading like oh i feel like a lot of countries probably don't have cheerleading and like what would the women wear and obviously it's men and women together and it's cheerleading so ooh, mixed gender that's very good okay ding 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 Um, i like that one and ultimate frisbee (laughs) oh my god (laughs) now i've never actually watched it Uh, no i maybe once at smith i saw a game 
I don't think it's that watchable, but I wrote it down no. because I knew I know a couple people who played in college. What about frisbee golf? Frolf? That's <laughs> frolf. That might be more watchable, honestly. Yeah, hmm. that'd be fun. Okay. Um, did you know that tug of war used to be in the Olympics? Yes, I did know that. <laughs> so that would be fun, and it's not, and you wouldn't even get new specific tug of war athletes you would just get athletes from from different sports. yeah and it's be like a super team from each country all the weightlifters mm-hmm. all the shot put throwers or hammer throwers mm-hmm. and like the wrestlers the you like heaviest... organize it but like who's got the strongest legs you go here like the strongest oh, arms you go here like who's our anchor like actually that time out because that pairs in great too I saw an idea on the internet which is the last day of the Olympics instead of having a closing ceremony just have like a field day situation where player people from different sports can play other sports so you could have like Michael Michael Phelps versus Usain Bolt in ping pong Mm -hmm. and you could just watch that because that's exactly what I want to watch I want to watch these people that have just crushed it then go on and totally suck at other sports that would be ideal like that's that's the greatest idea I've ever heard for sure yeah. Um, capture the flag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a sport. <laughs> I think it would be really fun to watch. Um, that would be amazing, There is a though. sport called Hedis, which is basically ping pong, but with your head. And it's what? like, a, it looks like a small volleyball, sort of. And they're, they, and it's like a ping pong table, and they're hitting it with their head across. Why? Yeah. <laughs> And then finally, there is a sport in South Asia that I'm going to botch the pronunciation of, which is mm-hmm. Sepak Tekra, and it mm-hmm. is essentially volleyball, but you can't use your hands. So it's your feet oh. and your head, and it's amazing. They showed it on the Today Show. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, it's very big in Brazil, actually. Mm-hmm. So I can see that. It looks a lot like capoeira, you know, in terms of, like, spin kicks. It's basically yeah, like yeah, bicycle yeah. kicks over a mm-hmm. net. It's, like, incredible. And that seems very watchable. <laughs> it seems like that would mm-hmm. be some regional stuff that you could branch out. Young people would like it. Yes. Also, since we're going into this, like, weird... Um, sort of the deep cuts of sports i'm gonna AKA throw the out olympics <laughs> true it's a good point modern I'm gonna, out... <laughs> I'm gonna throw out uh kite flying because yeah there have been there's like crazy kite flying with like razor wire yeah yeah in like afghanistan the... yeah 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 and multiple people have been beheaded playing that and that Great. would be super watchable <laughs> People dying is very watchable to you. Okay, yeah, cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And also, yeah, I do think that would be great. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how how to film that. Kite flying? It would yeah. be difficult. To like, I mean, to be able to see the string, to be able to, like, follow the action without a camera being in the way necessarily, you yeah. know. There were a lot of shots in the sailing recap that I was watching where they just cut to computer versions of it. And they were what? like, here, here, here's the person who's in first. Because they have them all on, like, trackers, you know, oh. so they can see who's in first. And so they just cut to that a whole bunch. And I was like, eh, I think I'd rather watch the sailing, actually. Oh. <laughs> and just guess who's in first. Yeah. Um. I do want to say another sport that I think I would take out is Taekwondo, sadly, because I watched all of the combat sports. And mm-hmm. Oh, wait. There's a lot of, of combat, them. A lot of combat sports. 
which relates to the other sport I want to put forth as for the 2024 games, mm-hmm. Combatathlon. <laughs> Which Kyle and I were coming up with today, which is basically replaces modern pentathlon. If they're not going to make BMX part of modern pentathlon, then combat tathlon takes its place, which is all of the combat sports, Mm -hmm. but not in the way modern pentathlon. Because we were both upset when they did the shooting running portion of modern pentathlon. They aren't running with the gun, which seems dumb. Like what? What soldier? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You got to keep your gun with you. So basically, it's like. And this is the way I would do combat tathalon. It's like a, like um, knockout style, like with soccer and stuff. So all 64 people start, and they start off with wrestling. And whoever wins the wrestling bout moves on to the next round. And the next round is karate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they move on. The winners move on to the next round. So they go on to the next round, next round. And they do, you know, they do wrestling. They do judo and all of those types of sports. But then they also do... They, when they get towards the end, they do javelin throwing and archery, because that's also, you know, yeah. combat-related. And so the final thing is going to be shooting, not with the laser guns that mm-hmm. they use in pentathlon, but with the actual guns, like, trap style that they had earlier in the last week in the Olympics. And it's going to be four people left at the end. And whoever loses, loses, gets no medal. Second loser gets third. And then the final two, somebody gets gold and silver. Okay. That's how I would do combat tag. I would end it instead of <laughs> trap shooting, laser tag. Mm-hmm. Laser tag. Where you're shooting each other like a real yes. war zone. Oh my god. And here's oh, my and other also, suggestion is mm-hmm. take all those combat sports and just replace it with like mixed martial MMA. arts. MMA. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> MMA. Where it's like oh you already god. have a sport that combines all of those, so just do that. Just and do just that. <laughs> leave us be, please. I don't need to um, know the difference between judo and taekwondo and karate. And- yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing that's important to note about combat tathalon is that what was it? Oh my god, I forget now. Oh, the people that are playing can't be in active members of the military because that's unfair. Mm. Is that what we're saying? Or is that for modern pentathlon? We were talking about it earlier, and we said it has to be... Oh, because Kyle wants to, them to do it in, like, full military stuff, like old Roman style, <laughs> or Spartans, you know? Even though it's so the modern pentathlon. Yeah, so you're running... No, no, so this is for combat tathalon. <laughs> well, right, for it's hard so, enough to run in combat boots and a Kevlar vest, you realize. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, oh, no, I know, I know. So versus, I, like, a so, skirt. <laughs> so you have to run 100 meters in your big metal armor thing, and then you have to go pick up your javelin, and then you have to run another 100 meters, and then you throw your javelin. That was what he was saying, mm. which is a little bit too deep, I think. Too many rules. I but. just feel like instead of javelin, you pilot a drone. And <laughs> just thinking about modern warfare. <laughs> yes, video games could be in the next Olympics. Um, I do want to say why I want Taekwondo to leave the Olympics, which is I watched it. I find it so boring. And honestly, like, I know there are people out there that love it and everything, mm-hmm. and it's it's probably how they feel about race walking, which I love to watch, <laughs> and golf, which I love to watch, because I'm a boring old lady. Yeah. But... <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. Okay. Race walking was so exciting this year. Well, just because so many people collapsed, but watching so them, many you people just collapsed. laugh because they oh, look insane. My. They do look insane, but they are killing themselves. It's yeah. crazy. And it anyway, doesn't make any sense so, though because they're they're booking it. They're moving quite fast, they but are. like the people who ran the marathons or whatever, they're not yes. dying. I mean, some of them, yeah, they're not doing so yeah. hot at the end of the marathon, but like. If you get to that certain level, 
yeah. you can handle yourself, but I guess not with race walking. No, 50 kilometer race walking, it's four hours, it's it's crazy. Like, honestly, it's the most insane sport. I guess it I is a really is. long time. It's so long. And, the, like, there was a guy when he crossed the line, he stopped race walking, and he looked like the most fake drunk person I've ever seen. Like, basic improv version of drunk. Because he was just like, oh no, here I go. <laughs> noodle, noodle legs. And they fell over. They had three wheelchairs out at the same time at the end when they were yeah. taking people away. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. Taekwondo. I watched, I loved wrestling. I had never watched wrestling before. I loved it. I, I loved both Greco-Roman. I couldn't handle Greco-Roman it at great. all. It's, it's so great. It was I love freestyle wrestling. It's so great. It's a lot of throwing. It's, it's I, interesting. I, no, you don't like it? I replace it, replace all of those with MMA, and I, I still won't watch it because I don't like the idea of people just beating up no. each other. But, but like, boxing, they continue to have problems with boxing being rigged or whatever at the Olympics. Oh. And I, I do see, like, MMA would be a good replacement for all of them. And actually, they did get rid of wrestling for Tokyo, but they added it back in. Oh. They voted They voted to get rid of it, which is crazy because it's the old, one of the oldest sports at the Olympics because it's Greco-Roman yeah. wrestling. <laughs> but they got rid of it, and then people all around all the countries and the, um, the national committees all threw a big fit because they're like, no, no, no. And so they added it back in as one of the optional sports for Tokyo. But, like, they were on the verge because it is – and uh, Taekwondo – they changed the rules of it for this year's Olympics because it was so unwatchable wow. in London. And I watched some today, and I was just like, this is the worst. Because mm-hmm. they they can only kick the the torso or the head, and they can only punch the torso and maybe the head, but you have to punch really hard so nobody does. And they spend the entire time just running away from each other. <laughs> and then they get... They get yellow cards because they're not combative enough. Jesus. And they, like, every time I watched it, they were getting yellow cards because they weren't fighting enough. I was like, this is a terrible form of fighting if you're not actually fighting. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, there are more interesting ways to fight. It'll be interesting to see karate, actually, in Tokyo. Yeah. I Maybe. see, I'd rather yeah. have, like, dance versions of all of these combat sports, <laughs> like capoeira. You know, I'd love for it to oh, be, like, be a great. choreographed dance, you know, like, like our WWE is, you know, where it's like a very choreographed thing yes. where no one's actually getting hurt, but we're seeing right. some visually super cool stuff and they're showing us all the skills of it, but no one's actually getting punched in the face. Very you know? interesting. I would like that, especially if they do it like in WWE style when they have like, they throw tacks on the ground because like every once in a while they do get hurt in WWE oh, yeah. and that was, that was a great time when they threw tacks on the on the mat and somebody got a whole bunch of tacks in his back. Ow. <laughs> yeah, so I'd get behind that. <laughs> M- MMA is too bloody for me. I'll only watch it for I, Conor I can't McGregor. get super behind people who, it, just the idea of punching someone in the head, like with boxing yeah. and MMA and stuff where kicking someone in the head and stuff where it's just, your head is so, is so vulnerable and your, yeah, your brain you and the concussions and stuff. It's just, the idea of purposefully doing like anything to your head. Also, I found me. out that synchronized swimmers get so many concussions. Really? Very interesting. Yes, I was. I read an article about how synchronized swimming is much more dangerous than people realize, and because they get kicked in the head so much from their when they're oh their fellow God. swimmers. Yeah, and they were like, it's sometimes more dangerous than water polo. Jesus, I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of synchronized swimming, I would love for mixed doubles 
synchronized swimming mm-hmm. or not doubles but like mixed gender synchronized swimming because i because that exists I should, I, already it exists already and they compete at the world level with it and it's amazing <laughs> i sent you a link to it it's great mm-hmm. so i would also add that in my list short list yeah yeah um one other thing i want to talk about is did you know there's a fourth medal at the olympics no is there's... it the miscongeniality <laughs> It's basically that, yeah. It's called the Pierre de Coubertin Medal, who's the guy who made the modern Olympics. He named it after himself. It's, uh, it's like, for people that have good sportsmanship. Oh. And it's given by the IOC. It's not always given at the Olympics, interestingly hmm. enough, but most times it is. Um, so there was, like, one example where they gave it to a sailing team at some event because they let another sailing team use their boat because their mast had broken right before their race, and then they went on to win the gold in the other people's boat. What? It was really cute. Wow. And the most famous example of them handing it out was to, uh, I wrote his name down, Vanderly Cordero de Lima, who won it, uh, who didn't, he didn't win it. He, was, he received it after the 2004 games because he was in the marathon in Athens, and a fan jumped over the barricade and tackled him and he he was leading the marathon and it was very close to the end and he lost like his rhythm and was like totally shaken and um so he never really recovered and he ended up coming in third in the marathon because of that Mm -hmm. and so they gave him after afterwards when they interviewed him he said uh, it's bronze, but it means gold, and it was like so sweet. <laughs> also, he lit the uh, cauldron at the Olympics because he's Brazilian. Oh. Um, so he won this medal, and I was like, "This is the greatest medal I've ever heard of." Oh, and, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no. he already won bronze, and it was just him overcoming a fan versus like I'm thinking about the five thousand meter where the girl was like, "Get up, get up, we have yeah. to win. This is the Olympics," and that girl went mm-hmm. on to continue competing, like, yeah. and she tore her ACL and yeah. still finished. A lot of people are saying that they would be great uh, people to win it this year. I also have another one okay. that I want to add to the list. Who's an equestrian rider? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's a Dutch rider who she pulled out mid-competition of, I, th- I think they were doing jumping, um, to protect her horse named Parzival. Oh yeah, you told me about this. He had yeah, he had been article. um yeah, he had been uh eaten by a bug of some kind and had like a <laughs> he had like a fever or something. Yeah. So they they pulled out and she was like he, she uh Parzival has been my friend and teammate for 19 years. I was like, "All right, that's okay." <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'd like to think that that is sort of standard. If your horse can't compete, you don't <laughs> compete. Okay, fine. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be shitting on... I, I like the idea of sportsmanship being, like, helping another person after mm. they fall. Like, yeah, I love the boat, you know, giving them their boat, you know, like... Yeah. That sort of a thing, like... Yeah, that's true. I like I like it being, you know... Also, potentially there is something to be winning. said for people doing it not to win something exactly yeah yeah well that's sort of the end of my list of olympics things yeah i think this is an incredibly long episode (laughs) i know we've been we've been going on and on about the olympics and you know actually we did get quite a lot of uh interest in our uh 
Twitter during the Olympics because I was tweeting about those when they have diving, men's diving, oh, and they yeah? put the little board up at the bottom and it looks like they're naked. So we got a lot of likes and retweets from that. Great. So maybe we have some new <laughs> listeners who also love the Olympics and have suffered through this whole thing with us. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. All right. Well, what are we going to do now the, that the Olympics are over? Ugh, find jobs, hopefully. speak for yourself i'm never getting one no same (laughs) we've both decided that for the next um summer olympics because i don't think we're going to be into the winter olympics as much right no maybe not as much um we both decided for the next summer olympics that we're gonna fake chicken pox so we can stay home for two weeks and watch it (laughs) so look forward to that yeah um that's what i'm gonna be some other illness that is not a childhood illness (laughs) Yeah, I've already had chicken pox, so... You're going to fake people... shingles. I'm going to fake, okay. fake mono or something. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, easy enough. Yeah, all right, I'm into it. Cool. Well, um, do you have any recommendations for me? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I've mm-hmm. been obsessed with this show um, that is... They had its first season last year, and now it's starting its second season soon, and I just started watching it. It's called Adam Ruins Everything. And it used to, it started off as, I believe college humor um oh, under that umbrella as this, like yeah. a as just like a youtube uh thing and mm-hmm. he got his own show on true tv and it's i it's like my dream show it's infotainment basically where he <laughs> he pulls apart social norms that we think we know and it turns out you know it's all based on commercial interests or whatever you know like the first episode he talks about giving and like all the things we think are right aren't mm-hmm. you know and like and it's great, and I love it, um, and it's really fun, and uh, I've learned a lot, you know, like uh, that Listerine coined the term halitosis, and it didn't really exist before Listerine decided, really? I need to te- we need to tell everyone that they have this bad breath problem, because oh nobody thought they did. And so there. Do you know? Yeah. I learned something about um, also mouthwash recently when I went to the dentist. <laughs> did you know that scope has nothing in it to get rid of bacteria? Wow. It's. It's basically just a breath freshener, so don't use scope. Don't use I, either one of them. They're both useless. <laughs> That's what I've been learning, basically. Well, and my dentist told me to use mouthwash because it's good for your gums, and I have gums, you know, so I should use it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, re- they recently came out with findings saying that flossing oh, isn't that useful. I've been, since I went to the dentist, I've been flossing three times a week. I'm doing really well. Okay. I mean, they say there's no proven <laughs> benefits to flossing. Who's they? I don't know. <laughs> Who says? <laughs> <laughs> Medical associations, like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's just, it's a really great show. I feel like it's perfect for our, our audience of, like, you know, and, like, there's a forensic science episode where, you know, it, it was oh, a bunch cool. of stuff I already knew about, like, how the polygraph is a bunch of, like, a crock of shit, and, you know, but what I didn't yeah. know is that also so are fingerprints and what? yeah like so, like that's never been proven that there's no two fingerprints alike like that's just sort of like oh. a thing that the guy who invented eugenics came up with like that was oh a phrase God. that he said and then recent and like in the 80s or something someone found two snowflakes that were identical <laughs> oh my god and it's just like it's basically just like fun facts constantly and like as an entire show and so it's like what is my it dream show again? adam ruins everything Adam ruins everything. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna look into it for sure because that sounds like it could fill the void of that uh, going deep with David Reese hole mm. because they canceled that for recently. So I'm gonna sub that in. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. I feel like I have like so many like 
party starters, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Not the party point. starters, but <laughs> it's not going to start <laughs> a party learning that Listerine is a joke. Starters. Or that the automobile industry invented the term jaywalking. And okay, jay is a slur. And <laughs> you're, you're ruining all the episodes I'm so sorry. Oh my it's god. So, it's so great. Like, I, okay. I really recommend it. Okay, um, my recommendation for you this week is because I've still just been reading, um, it's a book. <laughs> so, it's called The Girl on the Train, which is a oh, number yeah. one bestseller. And um, Emily the, Blunt's gonna be in that movie. Yes, the, that's the only reason I picked it up, is because <laughs> it was at Target, and I was like, ooh, I watched the trailer for that, and I was like, yeah, I think I'll read that before I see it, because I did the same thing with Gone Girl, and I liked it in that order. So, so no I more did Kindle? That. I do have a Kindle, yes. I don't use it frequently well we're furnishing our apartment and i want to have cool books in our apartment so you know also there our local bookstore went out of business so that it was everything was 60 percent off so we bought like a lot of books that day okay um so i'm reading the backlog of stuff from that as well um the girl on the train is very much in the gone girl realm um it's creepy Mm -hmm. interesting i think you would like it because I don't know if you would like it as a book, but I think you will probably like the movie if the movie is anything like the book. Um, Emily Blunt's character is an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. She's a severe alcoholic um, who misses her ex-husband, and there's a crime on the street, same street as where she used to live, where her ex-husband still lives. And it was very twisty-turny and don't really know what's happening because she's not the greatest narrator. And I guessed the ending, which I'm not going to tell you, but I was so proud of myself because of, like, maybe 75 pages from the end, I was like, I think I know who this is. I think I know who did this. So, um, yeah, so it's definitely a fun little mystery novel to unravel. That's fun. It's fun when yeah. you can, when they set up enough clues that you can figure it out. Yeah. 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 Because I, I just read this fascinating article. We could probably do a whole episode about it where it's like the age of the the twist ending and the the, the huge plot twist. Oh, and like, interesting. Are we, can we be, please be past it sort of a thing? <laughs> like, can we yeah, be past probably. the I see dead people, you know, sort of a thing? Interesting. We should do a major twist episode. Mm-hmm. Let's put it on our list. Cool. Yeah. Not next week because we told the listeners already we're going to do take my wife oh Sorry. yeah it, it took me a minute to think it's the title um yeah okay but yeah we'll do that in the future major twist um well so zach doesn't have a pun but i have a god-awful one uh, is it olympic related yes yay okay i'm ready okay i'm so ready please tell me so why does gymnast alina uh, alia M- mustafana get so mm-hmm. many speeding tickets why she's always russian <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. 